Hi, I'm Jago Wynn, and welcome to the HTC Daily Podcast. We as a church are meeting daily on Zoom to speak to God in prayer and to hear from God in the Bible. For those of you who can't join us live or who want to listen again, we're featuring the Daily Bible Thought as we journey through Matthew's Gospel in the first part of 2021, and we're also including how we're being encouraged to pray each day. Today, it's Nick Long. This is definitely the most awake and early I've ever been at HCC Daily. I normally lurk in the background, but it's great to be here. Um, so we're going to look at Matthew 26, uh, verses 69 to 27:10. Um, so it starts, Now Peter was sitting outside in the courtyard, and a servant girl came up to him and said, You also were with Jesus the Galilean. But he denied it before more, saying, I do not know what you mean. And when he went out to the entrance, another servant girl saw him. And she said to the bystanders, this man was with Jesus of Nazareth. And again, he denied it with an oath. I do not know the man. And after a little while, the bystanders came up and said to Peter, certainly you two are one of them, for your accent betrays you. And then he began to invoke a curse on himself and to swear, I do not know the man. And immediately the rooster crowed and Peter remembered the saying of Jesus. Before the rooster crows, you will deny me three times. And he went out and wept bitterly. When morning came, all the chief priests and the elders of the people took counsel against Jesus to put him to death. And they bound him and led him away and delivered him over to Pilate the governor. Then when Judas, his betrayer, saw that Jesus was condemned, he changed his mind and brought back the 30 pieces of silver to the chief priests and the elders, saying, I have sinned by betraying innocent blood. They said, what is that to us? See to it yourself. And throwing down the pieces of silver into the temple, he departed and he went and hanged himself. But the chief priests taking the pieces of silver said, it is not lawful to put them into the treasury since it is blood money. So they took counsel and brought with them the potter's field as a burial place for strangers. Therefore that field has been called the field of blood to this day. Then was fulfilled what had been spoken by the prophet Jeremiah saying, and they took the 30 pieces of silver, the price on him, on whom a price had been set by some of the sons of Israel, and they gave them for the potter's field, as the Lord directed me. So it's it's a pretty dark passage. Um, You know, the context is Jesus is being condemned to death. And we see um, these these bits of Peter's story, and then also we, we see something about Judas. Um, and I want to talk a bit about um, those kind of times when we make really big mistakes and how we deal with them, those kind of crushing mistakes, um, because we see some of those in the passage today. So we start with Peter's betrayal of Jesus, and he's sort of alone at this point. He's full of doubt and he's afraid. Um, So when he's asked, he denies even knowing Jesus. And he's sort of asked again, and he gets even more emotional and more afraid. And by the end, he's kind of spitting and cursing, and he's he's really denying Jesus. And this is Peter, um, who earlier had declared Jesus the Christ, the son of the living God, you know, who was almost the most zealous of the disciples. Um, Peter the rock, as we call him. But somehow he's got to this point where he's he's um, disowned Jesus completely, just as Jesus needed his friends most. And then we see that Peter weeps. Um, 
And some translations say he cried like a baby. Uh, he's completely broken. And then what about Judas? Um, if Peter's story is tragic, then Judas's story is even worse. He has sold out Jesus quite literally um, for 30 coins of silver. And they seem almost to him now covered in blood. And he's, um, he's desperate. He tries to give the coins back um, as if he could somehow undo what he's done. But the chief priests and the elders are, are coolly indifferent. Um, so he throws the coins in the temple anyway. And then overcome by what he has done uh, and full of despair, he hangs himself. Um, so it's pretty dark. Um, so what can we learn from these two stories? Um, well, firstly, I think there is a time for weeping. You know, Peter cries and Judas too is, is sort of seized with remorse, we're told. Um, and I think this is actually what Jager was saying about, you know, we, we put Jesus on the cross. Um, but there's a sense in which tears are a good starting point for finding God. There is a hope in tears. Um, remember Jesus's words, the one who is forgiven much loves much. The only people in the story who, who don't seem to have any remorse are the chief priests and the elders who are the ones putting Jesus to death. And the second point is this, um, we mustn't despair uh, or, you know, I love that sign on the church. We said, don't lose heart. Um, Peter has messed up completely, like utterly, but it's not the end of his story. And we see later in other gospels, how Jesus lovingly restores Peter. And the same is true for us. Um, Jesus' love is always bigger than our failures. There's, um, there's a great verse in Luke, uh, Luke 19.10, which is one of my favourites, which sort of captures what Jesus is about, which he says, the Son of Man came to seek and save what was lost. Um, and other translations give it as find and restore. Uh, and we know his name, Jesus, means the Lord saves. And um, his mission statement is to bind up the brokenhearted and to give us beauty for ashes and all those other great um, verses. So this is what Jesus does, and he's really good at it. So we have to um, we have to let him do it, and we have to trust in him. Uh, there's you know maturity in faith is is not about needing Jesus less. It's about realizing and depending on him more. Um, and what about Judas? You know, if Peter's story is ultimately hopeful. Um, Judas's is, is less so. Um, I don't know if you've ever wondered, could Judas have been forgiven? You know, we think of him so much as, as the one who betrayed Jesus, but could he have been forgiven? And we don't know, and I, but I want to say yes. Um, but he didn't give Jesus a chance to heal his wounds. Um, and I think sometimes, even as Christians, we can find it hard to accept grace. Um, especially in these big kind of crisis moments. You know, we know that God is good and Jesus loves us, but still we can feel that we aren't good enough, which is, which is true, but it also can miss the point. Um, or, you know, we get stuck in that kind of got to try harder thinking before we can come back to Jesus. Um, because, you know, I don't know if you've heard that phrase, the scandal of grace, but it is a scandal it is um, so different from what we're used to, so different from what the world is about. I don't know if you noticed, the disciples found it really easy to accept Jesus as king, but the cross was a much harder thing for them to accept. 
Uh, and we see this um, earlier in Peter's story too, uh, where that time where Jesus is washing his disciples' feet and Peter just can't accept it. He says, you will never wash my feet. And we can be like that. Uh, you know, I, d I don't want you to wash my feet, Jesus. Um, you know, they're, they're not great feet, you know, um, and you're a king. Uh, you know, let me just do a quick wash first. Uh, let me let me make them a bit cleaner. And then when I'm mostly clean, you can have a go. Um, it sounds ridiculous, but I think we do this, um, especially at the times when we're struggling. Um, in the Gospel of John, um, after the resurrection, we see a glimpse of um, Peter's kind of redemption. And it's a, it's a really nice story, so I just thought I'd end on it. Um, the disciples are fishing and Jesus, the resurrected Jesus meets them and he's on the shore and they are in a boat about a hundred meters out or so. So they begin to row back, but Peter jumps out of the boat and starts swimming to shore. He's so desperate to meet Jesus. It's a classic Peter. Um, it's just a beautiful picture. You know, he'd completely messed up, um, but he isn't afraid of meeting Jesus. He's just desperate to see him again. And I think that's just a great way to, to sort of think about those times when we really um, feel far from God or mess up, that we just got to jump out of the boat and just rush back to Jesus. Um, amen. Let's, yeah, let's pray. There's, there's a couple of um, prayer points uh, that I've sort of given to you to Jago, so, so we can pray and then maybe Jago can end and um, when feels right. So yeah, the first one is just for God to break our hearts with tears at the right time. Um, you know, sometimes we can have cold hearts and we just need God to actually, to break our hearts and to show us, um, to give us compassion and to understand the cross more and what we've done. Um, some people are just trapped in, in that moment of despair. A lot of people are trapped in that. Um, we can be trapped in it as well. Um, and particularly as Christians, we get, we're tempted to try and save ourselves quite a lot. You know, it's, it's sort of ridiculous because we know, we know it's all about grace, but we still act in this way. I know that I certainly do. Um, and then uh, we didn't really talk about it so much, but, but, you know, how do we even know this story? It's because they shared the story. They weren't afraid of, you know, they didn't celebrate the mistakes, but they also weren't afraid of being honest about, um, the fact that they struggled with things. Um, and, you know, we, we can pray for that culture at HTC too. Um, and then, yeah, the joy of Easter, like I'm sure we'll talk about that a lot this week, but um, <clears throat> what a, you know, what a joy. Um, so, so let's pray. Thanks so much, Nick. And today we prayed for the things that Nick mentioned there uh, at the end of his talk. And we also prayed um, for joy for uh, connect groups uh, tonight as they uh, many meet in person in groups of six outside uh, seeing each other for the first time in a long time and we prayed for the four million people in our country who have been shielding the last year or so um, and for whom it is the last day uh, of shielding and just for joy and protection for them as they start being able to see uh, people again thanks so much for praying <laughs>